Yo. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Good Vibes in Ohio. We got our first guest. My brother Dylan was our first guest. He's our first repeat guest today. Just going to expand some of his thoughts. We dive deep on this episode. I hope you guys enjoy. The last episode, I hope you guys were able to listen to that as well. That was with a friend, Peyton. So he was from East Palestine. I know with all that um, train to Rome and stuff going on, um, there's just all kind of crazy stuff. So I wanted to get a firsthand um, account of just a person that had to evacuate his grandparents from their um, friends and family, um, just people that he knew his whole life, you know, the whole community um, being uprooted and just to share his experience. So I hope you guys are able to check that one out. So this episode is going to be the um, kind of general format of how I kind of you know, I guess envision the podcast initially and just how, how I enjoy my po- podcast to be. I mean, obviously, I mention this all the time. Joe Rogan, of course, is kind of the, the godfather of podcasting. So just his format of just having someone sit down and, and have a conversation for certain hours. He doesn't even do intros. Um, I think his ads now are kind of thrown in between, but they used to be kind of before. So I'm kind of working on the intros. Definitely still got to um, just promote this podcast, I guess, um, in general. So that's kind of what I'm doing here. Get a little intro on on the people. Not everyone kind of knows who they are yet. So, um, but this episode is about uh, 48 minutes long. It was a good conversation. I mentioned after um, episode three. So this episode touches a lot on episode three. If you guys weren't able to listen to that, maybe pause this one. Check out episode three. It's about a um, about a half an hour long, a three day meditation retreat. Um, my brother took back in June of last year, and he just shares his thoughts on that and what the experience was like and just some stuff he learned from that. So we talk, touch on that some stuff today. You don't necessarily have to listen to that one, but it does help because we do bring in um, some things from that one. But I did mention in that podcast, uh, the one with Peyton as well, just that we had a conversation afterwards that I just enjoyed more. Um, it was just more open, more free-flowing with stuff. Um Maybe it's because we had been sitting down talking for a half an hour previous to and stuff. But yeah, this episode is just more of a general conversation. It kind of does jump right into a conversation. My brother and I had already been talking for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. We kind of, you know, just jumped into intentionally to the podcast, but just started talking about um, some personal stuff, whatever. Um, I didn't feel like obviously recording that. Um, So once we did start recording, we had already kind of been warmed up and kind of had been a little, you know, not necessarily deep into some stuff, but like I said, you'll notice it's, it's mid-conversation, but like I said, I'm, I'm pretty proud of this episode. Um, this is the format I did envision initially, so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how you like it. Um, again, still kind of playing with the length. This one was a good length, but yeah, my brother will probably be on here pretty pretty often, maybe every other episode, at least until I start getting some regular people on or maybe just expand the podcast. Um, I don't want to ruin too much of the too much of just what we talk about and stuff. I hope you guys do enjoy the content. Content um, again. If you have any questions, comments, inquiries, if you guys want to hop on here and sh- share some stuff with me, it's Good Vibes in Ohio at Gmail or on the Instagram Good Vibes in Ohio. Um, I mentioned on the previous podcast, Dylan doesn't really have too much social media. The one thing he's trying to push is his personal um, blog. So it's it's called you are not your khakis so it's taken from the movie fight club which was a book uh, a book but um so his that blog is y-a-n-y-k dot substack dot com you can just click the subscribe link so he actually just uploaded like three or four different haikus one he posted almost like immediately following our conversation so that was pretty cool to read but yeah he's got like three or four haikus on there in a new blog post i think dated from like the 16th or something so that's still pretty recent um 
Again, Y-A-N-Y-K dot substack dot com. Um, I don't know how to do like hyperlinks and stuff like that in the in the video yet. I will maybe type it out and see see what happens. But I'm still learning a lot of stuff. I appreciate your guys' patience, but also um, enjoy the episode. So when um, me and Brooke and her boyfriend Tyler went to Virginia Beach, um, there was like this this little shop. They just had like little shops where people made like pottery and stuff. Amongst the little shops, there was like a garage studio type thing the guy might have even lived there but his name was igor and in for out front he just had this little closet space like four by four filled with a bunch of random shit and it was called like the world's smallest museum or the world's smallest something like that and he just had a bunch of random stuff there but um <clears throat> he was painting this motorcycle for the winner of the surf contest later that day and um the one the the bike had a wizard on it and it, it just had like a big curly beard. It was a purple motorcycle, like an old '84 like Honda or something, and then it said like El Wizardo, and that's always stuck with me. And I I was just texting some people and I was just like I feel like that's my goal in life is to become kind of like I just love the mis the mystique of El El Wizardo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. the old wizard. It's like it's Spanish, so it's kind of mysterious. But just like co- collect information, like learn, read philosophize like just el wizardo <laughs> it's just cool like a monk <laughs> wizard monk. Um, yeah like a wizard monk like i just kind of i'd always thought that was cool i know you're kind of into stuff like that like socrates yeah just like poetic stuff um but we were talking too just like about that solipsism thing like <clears throat> um how, how do you know you're the only thing that or you that's just the, the thought that you're the only thing that you can know for sure exists Kind of outside of that. Yeah, it's like uh, when you texted it to me, and you know, the first thing I thought it was the whole Rene Descartes, I think, therefore I am. That was his whole thing, like, going back pretty much since the beginning of philosophy. It's like, they've known that uh, our senses are easily deceived. You know, sometimes you see things that aren't there, you hear things that aren't there. Just very, I mean, you can think of... I think this number of things. I think that too. Um, looking at like optical illusions with stuff. Yeah. Because it's so easy to just like be, just like tantalized by your sensation and deceived by your senses, not sensations, your senses too. But I was thinking that <clears throat> kind of similarly when you were talking about how, when you were on that walk and you were kind of able to kind of like tune out and were able to receive like some sort of. I don't know if you said like a message of sorts. Yeah. And I feel like, I think that sometimes too, like people are some sort of like, almost like an antenna. Because if you think about like how insects see the world, you know what I mean? Like we only have, we have our five senses. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't imagine seeing the world like an insect or just like, just anything like a dolphin. Mm-hmm. Bats have sonar. Like that's crazy to think like you emit some sort of frequency from your head and you can send sh- shit miles away like from that. Yeah, uh, crap. Who, what was I? Um, oh, I think it's, uh, Carl Jung. But he had that whole, uh, collective conscience thing that, like, and I think even goes back all the way to, uh, Plato and Socrates, but, like, before we're born, Plato and Socrates believe that, like, all knowledge is innate, and that learning, we're not actually learning, it's a process of remembering everything we've already known. It's just a cycle of us remembering that we already knew it. And Carl Jung had, you know, the collective conscience that we all come from. There's a great mind where all of our knowledge is stored and we can, you know, empathize with each other and things like that. And uh, he believed that, I don't know if he believed this or somebody else. I read it, though, but the brain, that it was an antenna 
for channeling that collective conscious. And uh, one of the big things with that, and uh, some psychologists now are like, "Wow, that thought just left." No, my you're mind. good. Um, no, I think that too. That's what I was gonna. That's what I was thinking about when you were on that walk. Is if you like, we're just constantly surrounded by so many signals. People want to talk about like five G and phone antennas and stuff like, or like signals and stuff like that too. But even just like noise, and when you're able to cancel out all those other things, like you're able to get other signals that you might not have got before yeah. from other places or dimensions or just just wherever you know what i mean like yeah i feel like that shit's real too because just even with like psychedelics i know you haven't really done anything like that too but i feel like that kind of changes the frequency of your brain you know what i mean like yeah. your pupils dilate and and shit's you see shit differently it's like there's kind of something to that that's kind of weird you, what you're seeing light differently and and stuff like that too but even i don't know just visible light like you know what I mean? There's visible light. There's colors beyond red, infrared, yeah. and there's colors beyond purple, ultraviolet. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like we don't see those though. You know what I mean? Like, oh, and that's what he was but, gonna say. Like, um, because in Atlas's room now we have, <laughs> you know, LED strips, the rainbow. And if you change it, it changes the color of everything else in the room depending on you know how the light mm-hmm. is reflecting off of stuff. So uh, you just flip through and everything changes color, and that's another way like the sensors deceived. I watched a. Uh, a documentary and it was about um, it was on Netflix about like abstract art or the art of the abstract or something. Uh, you saw that? I sort of I watched one one. Well, I think it was in the, the first one with the I watched the, mono. the third one. Oh, you only watched the third. The one about the I can't remember which one. I think it's the third one I watched. Well, the guy has a, it's like a monochromatic light and it makes everything. It's like gives off like a yellowish hue, but it makes everything like different shades of black through white and gray. But then when you shut it off and just introduce white light, like, all the color lights back up. So it's just another way, like, our senses are deceived. So it's like, how can we be certain that, you know, anything is real? Like, we think it's real, we feel it's real, like, I see it. But then we start thinking, it's like, all right, maybe not. And I, this sounds weird. I, I remember we kind of talked about just kind of weird shit when we were kids, like, probably in, like... 10, 11, 12, I remember one time we were talking about, you don't realize that when you are kids, we were talking about, like, what if every time you blinked, your brain shut off? Oh, yeah. And you could only talk to people that were on, that blinked the same blink <laughs> as you. Yeah. And it, that, that's frequency. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's almost like, you don't think about that when you're fucking 10 or whatever, but another thing we talked about, too, was just, like, I always wanted this about colorblind people. Like, how do we know people are colorblind? Because, like, if I say this is red, even if you see it as purple, you think that even, like, phonetically... You know what I mean? Yeah. Audibly, you you're like, oh, that's red, even though it's purple. But you don't know otherwise. That's red to you. Like, how do we know that you even hear music the same way that I do? Like, yeah, or see colors Maybe the same way. Some people just, like, are more creative in their arts, more inspiring because it's like they're just painting some normal picture that to us would just be like, oh, that's just a tree or something. And yeah. they're seeing it as com- something completely different, but they know that as what this is. We see it as something else. No, that's true. But yeah, that, that kind of sort of circles back to the thing. Like you kind of you're the only thing that you can confirm yeah. this. You know and yeah, I mean? that like uh, Rene Descartes kind of went a little crazy and started dismantling his reality. Like, how can I know something's real? And that's what he came down to was uh, I think therefore I am. Like he created this whole grand, the evil demon theory. Like how can he not be certain that there's just some demon out there that created this world to fool him? None of it's real. It's like how would he be able to figure out what's real? And he's like, well. I know something's happening in my mind. Like, yeah, there's clearly something there that I can't deny. He's like, yeah. these thoughts are happening. So from that, he was like, all right, I'm at least this. But then he was able to, you know, pretty much reconstruct his reality from the ground up. 
but now I mean that stuff really didn't matter because it, the uh, the big thing was you know the mind is real. There's at least that. You don't know if anybody else's is real, yeah. but you know yours is. I th I think something similar too. Like imagine explaining, imagine explaining dreams. Imagine if you're the only person in the world that dreamed. You'd be like, bro, when I fall asleep, <laughs> I'm at this house. It's not my house. I know, but it's my grandma's house. But it's not my grandma's house. But I know I'm in my grandma's house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you'd just be explaining, and people would be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? But like, the fact that everyone kind of dreams, it's like its own thing. I don't know. That that was just kind of like, I guess, something similar. Do you ever have uh, dreams that take place in the same universe? Um, I, I don't know. My dreams, I don't really remember too much. I'll kind of come out of some of them that were like super intense but nothing like like i don't remember because there are a few dreams now that i've had and i don't remember until um i have a similar dream and then i wake up and it's there and then i lose it but it's something i'd started thinking about and i just realized but like a lot of my dreams i go back and it's this like this the same world and i'm able to pretty much map it out like right now i could probably draw a picture of what this place do you um like. do you ever lucid dream or anything like that i have before you did you like it? What'd you do? Um, different stuff. You I mean, it. I don't remember like what it was. Some of it I'm not gonna talk about on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. See, I feel like I I kind of I mean I've gotten in like binaural beats and stuff, which and then you kind of start to lose a dream. But I just wouldn't want to like I don't know. I feel like it's supposed to be restful. I wouldn't not want to get rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I thought that too. Or want to mix, like, the dream world and this reality. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just, like, fuck something up. Like, just whatever. Inception. Inception, yeah. Dreams and dreams and dreams. Um, what do you learn about your philosophy class? You said, um... Uh, we just talked about the problem of evil. Which just... is always, you know, super interesting. Um, kind of gets everybody talking. Like, a lot of stuff we talk about, people sit there and they don't really want to say anything because they're not interested in philosophy. It's just mm -hmm. a class they have to take. But, um, like me, who was going, uh, who was a philosophy major, you know, obviously, all that's super interesting. But then you talk about the problem of evil. It gets everybody talking because everybody has something to say. But, you know, it's like, if God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-good, how can we explain evil in the world? Yeah, I guess that would that would just stick. With, I guess yeah, but everything's balanced. I feel like all kind of religions even teach that, like, kind of like Christianity. Like, <clears throat> there's God, which is good, and there's e like an evil, which is the devil. I guess. But we were talking about. I think after the last podcast was just like. I think it was probably just because you we were talking about so much stuff was just like, um, darkness though isn't an actual thing. It's actually just like the oh, absence of yeah. light. You know what I mean? So it's almost like, like evil would just be like. You could even say just though like, it's evil's not a yeah. thing. It's just the absence of good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I guess that's true evil, in just definition. Yeah, because that was a um, that was one of the arguments. Because you know, it's like all right, you believe in that all powerful God, right? All good God. It's like all right, how do you explain evil? God created everything. Why would you make God's all good? Bad. Evil's a thing. So it's kind of basically like, um, I guess a workaround, but. I think it's super interesting that evil's not a thing, but it's the lack of something. Like, yeah. we were talking, dark is the absence of light, cold is the absence of heat. Yeah, that was your example, yeah. Evil's just the absence of good. Um, yeah, but I guess that, 
I guess, yeah, but is a lot of philosophy also, um, like, religious in a lot of ways, too? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so much of, like, religion is just based on, like, simple philosophies. I've kind of mentioned this before, just, like, when you learn about, like, just the Bible and read the Bible as a kid, you, like, and so many people do take the Bible literally. Like, if you take the things literally, it's, like, it's, like, weird, and you're, like, what the fuck? But when you hear as an adult, like, I hear it now, and I'm, like that's what that means yeah. like and you just like you have this mind-blowing experience you're like damn that's like if they taught it like that that's some real shit you know what i mean yeah. it's like that would just speak to like me better maybe not i don't know it's weird being a kid but but i do think that too like it's yeah, so philosophical yeah. if you take it philosophically if you take it like you know what i mean not so literally it would be like damn that's good i like that you know i don't know if uh let's go kind of what you're talking about just now if i told you about this one passage i read in second kings that's to become like, uh, I think it's super interesting when it's this way, but uh, I think it was Elijah, the prophet. Um, basically, you know, God starts calling him. He walks out in the desert. Uh, it was after a bunch of people were killed and God's pretty much asking Elijah what he's doing, but he goes up on this mountain into this cave and he's waiting for God to speak to him. And a whole bunch of stuff happens, you know, it sounds like a volcanic eruption, but basically, you know, like thunder rained down from the skies, but God wasn't found. Uh, an earthquake went by but god wasn't found in the earthquake and then uh like a loud wind blew by and god wasn't found in there but god was found the only time he heard god was and it talks about the stillness that came after everything it's like that's when he heard god and to me if you don't take that literally yeah that's super deep god's not found you don't find peace you don't find that voice you don't hear it in the noise of everyday life and the explosions and the big things yeah. that are happening where people are looking for it. Yeah. Like, people want these massive signs, but then when everything settles <laughs> down and you just listen in the stillness and the yeah. quiet, and that's when you hear that voice. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, damn. Yeah, that circles back to the experience you had, like, when stuff is quiet, and that kind of almost is meditation when you're able to <clears throat> to just kind of silence everything out and be still. That's when you learn the most. That's when you hear them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when you learn from those experiences. But yeah, it's something to be said where you think about, you know, major religious traditions and Jesus goes off into the desert for what, 40, 40 days, days. Yeah. he's tempted by the devil, but he's alone. Buddha <clears throat> uh, goes off and he meditates 49 days, uh, you know, quiet, mm-hmm. all alone. Moses goes up onto the hilltops and, you know, hears yeah. God's voice, but he's alone. Yeah. You just think of all these people where they get these revelations, it's going off alone by yourself in the quiet away from everything. Yeah. So I think it's definitely something to be said for uh, silence and solitude, which doesn't exist nowadays. For sure. I definitely like my own space. Like, <clears throat> just going from constantly living with people, like, sharing a room, be, and then being in college, and then kind of living with a partner. Like, now is the first time I've had kind of my own space to dictate what I do. And it's I love waking up and thinking my own thoughts and, like, not having – and I know that's hard for people that have – you're married, have kids, like, people that have roommates, like, all that stuff. But – even even so, something so simple as like that, like it just like it almost like feels good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not having uh, to worry about someone else's like emotions and and just the mood there and with stuff too. Um, but that kind of circles back. The one thing you were saying. Um, oh, I was just thinking, yeah, like just that walk you had. Um, that was just kind of like the the main thing. I kind of the main point from that last podcast <clears throat> was just like, um, dude, I feel like almost like let go for you was almost like like a lot of things in like psychedelic experiences are the main thing is to surrender that's like the main thing yeah. anybody tells you is like you have to give into it because like it's going to happen to you it's almost like being a little kid and like your dad grabs you and it's just like look 
we're gonna. This is how it's gonna go. You're going the easy way or the hard way. You can go kicking and screaming, yeah. but you're going. Like throw yeah. a fit if you want to, but just it's gonna happen. And and so I feel like almost in your experience too. Like I feel like kind of that was the let go. It was like, hey, let like let go. This is gonna happen. Let go. It's gonna happen. You know. Yeah. And maybe you kind of fought hard enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but almost. Um, um, yeah, I think about that. Oh, with that, you said Second Kings thing. But yeah, if you think about that philosophically and like in ideas like that, it's like, man, that's powerful. That's so, it's so true. But if you think about like some guy that was like raging the wind, yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. like what? Even uh, I mean, going back to the whole surrender thing. Um, I want to say it's in. I'm not gonna quote words. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know we're. Jesus, it might be the Sermon on the Mount, but he's telling people, you know, like, hey, the plants of the field, like, God takes care of them, right? They don't worry about what's going on in the future. The birds, they don't worry about where their next meal is coming from, but God makes sure they're taken care of. But going back to like the thing, like, humans are so concerned with what's going to happen next. How can I prevent, you know, yeah. from starving? I need to make sure I have what I need for tomorrow. We're always thinking in the future, and it's like, stop. Think of everything that's not planning the next month of their lives. Look at what they're doing. <clears throat> they're still surviving. It takes like, hey, stop worrying about everything else. Focus on the present moment, mm -hmm. which I think is, I don't know. I think that's, um, you think about what the present means in so many different religions. I don't think you can overlook it. Uh, that kind of reminds me of something. That's kind of like an ancient text. It's like Lao Tzu. TZU, it just says nature does not hurry yet everything is accomplished you know what i mean and like that kind of yeah. it's just like hey you don't you know what i mean like hey everything's getting done no matter what like everything's yeah. all right <clears throat> um another thought i have too i guess with the bible um kind of thinking if you think about it physically it's kind of goofy but like mom is ba like i describe mom as like the mom from the water boy <laughs> like she's the devil yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like that's the devil and that's nothing against mom but that's how religious people are so like yeah. anytime you hear you know what i mean like you know if you if you run out of gas or your tires flat it's like oh that's the devil but i do find myself like did you ever read um the the war of art Stephen pressfield no, I so i have that if you want to borrow it but it's basically just like i think it was on the book club actually oh so, so it's resistance but i do think that sometimes the <laughs> idea of that book is um resistance and it's just like like i said just procrastination the things that hold you against um just the stuff you want to do almost and um like so i do think that sometimes too like i'll be like oh that's just resistance you know what i mean and i'm like damn i sound like <laughs> that's the devil you know what i mean like yeah. but even even in the bible too it's like be led not into temptation i guess and like a lot of people kind of interpret that probably as like maybe the material world or like the physical world and maybe look at it as like a moral thing like with sinning with like sex and drugs and alcohol and it's like you, you know what i mean like that so a lot of people kind of perceive as that stuff as like sinning but it's almost like don't be led into any temptation don't be you know what i mean like don't that's your that's the resistance the temptation yeah. is the resistance like don't be led into that because it's there you know what i mean yeah. so oh but um so i at that free library thing i got that book of mormon so that's the freaking um church of latter-day saints yes yeah i um uh before I stepped out of my apartment in Washington, and I uh, I talked to him for a little bit just because I was interested, not in becoming a Mormon, but and what, just what they in believe religions. Well, because one thing that made sense, and it's something I had been thinking about, but it bothers me um, how narrow the Bible is. It's like it, you know, it talks about all creation, but it's like 
here's Israel. Everything happens here in Israel. And yeah. it's like, well, what's going on over here in China and Asia? And what's going on in the Americas? And yeah. you're like, well, after Jesus died in Israel, he went and visited the Native Americans. And yeah. I'm like, that makes sense. Why would Jesus just stick to these <laughs> one people? Why would Jesus not spread it around to everybody? Yeah. No, so for true. that, I was interested. Um, I talked to them. They don't drink coffee, though. That's what I was going to say. So that that's it's a no-go. Anything. No caffeine, no alcohol. No caffeine. My my friend, he, he was a traveling nurse for a while. I think I told you this, but he went to... Um, him and I, his his now wife went to Salt Lake City, and they just had told me about their experiences where just, like, um, they wear, like, certain garments underneath their things. And, like, you can get... Like, people have gotten fired for, like, cutting that stuff off medically. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can't do that. I think there has to be certain, like religious people with you know they're in certain yeah. rooms for certain stuff like that and it's just like and i think they believe is like joseph smith i think is the is yeah. their yeah he found some their lord and savior gold or gold god told him where to find some golden tablets, tablets that were buried thousands of years ago yeah it's intriguing like i i don't know but but it's but it is it's literally just christianity though it's just like yeah like uh they use cuz this is supplement to the like the king james bible so it's just an extra extra step that and it's jesus's tales of him visiting america did you ever listen to that kurt metzger thing i sent you on on youtube it's called like jehovah's witness drama or something the comedian the comedian yeah. kurt metzger so i think in that he basically i don't know if he describes it as this but i always think about that he describes like being jehovah's witness as like being catholic but you have to do it because <laughs> like that's literally like they believe literally it's just Christianity, but there's a few things that are tweaked. But it is like fundamental Christianity. Yeah. But also too, um, one thing I think about is like, um, kind of, in a weird way, it is kind of like a doomsday cult. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in a certain aspect of it, because like the world's gonna end. Yeah. There's gonna be Armageddon, and then it's gonna be like the, just the new world. Yeah. Every time I talk to mom and she's talking about that, I'm like. You're it's a fear mongering thing. It's like, like you're just so afraid. It's of, a doomsday cult. Yeah. And like I was, I think I was just maybe describing it to one of my friends, and it was, it was telling it like that. And I was like, I didn't mean to describe it like that, but I was like, it's kind of basically a doomsday cult if you think about it. But I feel like all religions are kind of like that because, like I said, that that is Christianity. Yeah. Like that's what the Christians believe, you know. And I think with uh, with Jehovah's Witnesses, because I mean, like it's it's Christianity. A lot of it's just. Other tra- well, just different translations of certain words, mm-hmm. and that's all it comes down to. And the big difference is what happens when you die. So that's obviously a huge focus for them because it's like everything else is the same. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything about the world we're living in. It just changes what happens when you die. So it's like we got to focus on what happens at the end and how it's going to be different yeah. from all the other ones. So I, I get it from like that aspect. Yeah, but <clears throat> the one. You've mentioned this before. I mean, I don't know how it's like serious. I mean, I know your ideas are serious, but even just in the thought of like the actual business of it, like starting a f- some type of funeral home or like funeral services for I think about that all the time. different things. And I was kind of describing it because like, because I've been to a couple funerals and even services like that. And it's just like, like, no fucking send me down the, send me down, kick me down like Melton and yeah, watch dude. a flaming arrow at me. Like, you know what I'm I mean? A, like a funeral home that performs like whatever kind of funeral people want, you know, like, like a put you on a Viking boat out on Lake Erie Hell and shoot yeah. an arrow into you and yeah. let you burn or put pennies on your eyes and send you down fucking yeah. over sticks. It's actually a, it was something I was thinking about on the way to school today, but it was just it was death and about how mo- I think one of the biggest things with modern society is we've taken that out of our lives. Like we try to distance ourselves from death so much. We try to, you know, prolong it. We try to stay away. Death is such a sad thing. But um 
I'm thinking about when I read Meditations and Marcus Aurelius is walking through Emperor saw war but he's talking about dismembered bodies and, you mm-hmm. know an arm over here or a headline over there like he's not being metaphorical this is stuff they experienced every day yeah. like these people lived with death they were faced with it on a regular basis famine disease things like that so like they were constantly faced with their mortality and just knowing i get well not existing around you and yeah but like what having to face that every day would be like what kind of meaning life would have like uh, the other Stoic philosopher, Seneca, he talks about when you leave your house in the morning like, and you kiss your children goodbye, think I'm only kissing a mortal because you may die, they may die. or when you come back, they may be dead mm-hmm. and nothing in this life's guaranteed. I was thinking like, I feel like everybody on a regular basis should just imagine everybody they love dead. <laughs> it's hard It's hard, It's hard to, but it is, it's just like, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, um, part... I guess so. I kind of just learned this. I guess formaldehyde. The only I guess even when they cremate you, you still the expenses are so crazy because they still treat like they still put the formaldehyde in you. They still do all that stuff with you. I guess formaldehyde was only up until like the Civil War. That wasn't a thing, but in the Civil War, people from the north were dying and the like, and they had to transport bodies across country multiple days. Mm. So they would put formaldehyde in the bodies so that way. <clears throat> They would, could, you know what I mean? They yeah. could make it back home. But then after the Civil War, the, like this company essentially, whatever fucking formaldehyde is, they were like, well, we got to keep making money. So they basically just like were like, oh, you know, you know what I mean? They yeah. found their next buyer. And so, so kind of now that's the, the thing of it. But so I guess like in ancient cultures, and I'm sure in just like other countries and stuff like that, it still is like that almost like that don't use that stuff. It's like you still have to clean the body up. And, and the thing too is like um, – so this was this is where this idea came from um, – I don't think I learned the formaldehyde thing from Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan and Duncan Charles, anytime he's on Joe Rogan, you got to listen to it. But he was talking about, like, um, they used to just wash the bodies of, you know what I mean? Like, imagine just washing your dead mom's body and preparing her for funeral. Like, that's one, that's part of grieving, but also, two, like, you can't be in denial about it for six months. Yeah. Like, you're like, she's going to be buried or whatever in three days. You're, you know, everyone's got to get here now. You know what I mean? You don't have three, four, five, six months to kind of be in delusion about, like, I can't believe she's gone. Like, if you're sitting there, you know what I mean, yeah. cleaning her body up, you know, while she's dying, and and at least I'm sure they used to clean them up and and, and everything like that. But but that that's kind of something. Yeah, even like similar. that. Though, you know, that process we're so far removed from. Somebody dies, you know, like you call a nine one one ambulance to come take away. They go to the hospital, yeah. declare them dead. Yeah. They go to you know the funeral home. We're not really part of the process. We're not seeing it. We're removed mm-hmm. from it. And I think that, that I think that's the reason you know we're so anxious nowadays is because we're so afraid of death because we don't have to sit here and face it on yeah. a regular basis. I do think um, I think it'd be cool. I probably saw it on a meme, but like it'd be cool if like before you died, you got to see all the times like you almost died. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like gotcha, but you'd be like, ah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not like cartoony, but like you step out on the street and a bus comes or just something. I remember one time I was like riding my bike home, and I had something in my bag or something. I was hanging from the steering wheel, and I. When my knee came up, my left knee, it pushed the whole front of the, whatever was in my bag, pushed the handlebar this way. So then literally just like <laughs> in the middle of the road and like head comes back, hits the thing. And I'm just like, thank God no cars were coming because I would have been literally just like head squished like a pumpkin. Like, yeah. And it's just like, that was close, man. <laughs> that was a good one. But like, but but yeah, I, mean, I guess you don't realize all the times you almost died, but, but it is true, you know, just like random car accidents, just random, all kinds of random shit, you know? Yeah. Almost there. I know there was a car accident like right outside of Brooke's house, like right before she came home, and there was like fire. Like it was bad, and she—I don't know if she texted me or called me crying, but it was just like, man, that—that that was almost me. 
that was almost me just from some guy running a stop sign or something you know yeah it's like damn we're talking about oh that that other bible is another someone left yeah. that in i kind of re- found that recently i maybe it's a weird collection of holy things Saint joseph sunday yeah old kind of religious texts are intriguing in certain ways i think uh come back to kind of what you're talking about with why i was listening to the mormons um because that was a big thing for me for a while was why was the bible and god and jesus so focused on this one area but um, when you read other religions and you find the similarities between them, like there's a whole thing of literature on the sayings of Buddha and Jesus, how similar they are. And, you know, then you throw in Lao Tzu and how Taoism, Buddhism and Christianity all sound similar. And it mixes even, you know, more people up. And just reading into it, you know, some people describe religion nowadays. And I think it's like the uh, the politically correct thing to do that. They're all just different paths up the same mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all just trying to get to the same point. But then other people are like, oh, we, you can't deny the differences in religion. Uh, they're there. You know, they're clearly not all the same path. Um, but I think it's easy to account for what the differences are, right? Like different cultures, different places, different environments, mm-hmm. all those different things. I think you need to look at the similarities because... If you have all these different cultures spread across the world at different yeah. times coming up with the exact same thing. Like those are the things that are true. That's where you find the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I've started thinking about not so much as religion all paths, different paths up the same mountain. But because, you know, some religions are greater, some are more violent, some mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Different mountains in the same mountain chain, which mm-hmm. continues for, you know, the passing of time. Some are high, some are low. But for me, it's just a story being told throughout history like Mm -hmm. i think about buddha who i think came roughly you know just a few hundred years before jesus but um but the similarities between them like what if buddha was just hearing the same voice that jesus Jesus hears later on and the differences are because buddha was from india and lived Mm -hmm. in this culture and jesus lived in this culture when i was in college not a lot i was only there for three semesters so not a lot of stuck with me but there was one paper we had to do and i remember like one of the questions, it was an English paper we had to do, and it was like, does the the language you speak influence the way that you think or the way that you understand the world? And the example that he gave, and I kind of stuck with just that example, and it's kind of the only thing. I think about it, like, weekly. Like, I think about this, like, I said, um, it was just like, oh, like, we have a, we have certain shades of blue, but, like, if you said blue... Like, people understand blue, but in Russia, they have, like, three different words for the same color blue depending on, like, the meaning of the word. And I'm just like, no, that doesn't fucking change how you see blue. But then I'm over here like, how do I know you think see the same color blue I do? But, like, but now that I think about, like, it is kind of weird you learn certain languages like Spanish. If you say, if you don't say, like, um, you want to say I broke the vase, you'd say, like, the vase broke. Or just like same with, like, they don't claim, like, you wouldn't say, like, my arm. You you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's almost like... That's kind of how religion is too. Like, it, you know, the language that you speak probably does influence the way that you think kind of the same way, like, just like religions are interpreted or just like your culture or the way that you live. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that too. I think uh, one thing that's super interesting about that, because I actually just switched my mind to linguistics because I find that super fascinating about the way language influences us. But like ancient Greek, and I think a reason that they resonate so much is they have so many different words for what we have, you know, like one word for for emotions. Mm -hmm. So they have uh, a lot of philosophers, 
talk about the purpose of life as eudaimonia, which translated to English is happiness. Well, when we think of happy, like that could just be whatever yeah. health makes me feel good at the yeah. moment. But eudaimonia is more translates to something like the good life, like living a virtuous life. They had other words for happiness, but eudaimonia was something, you know, more fulfilling, richer, things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, another example from the Bible is when uh, Jesus is talking to Peter and uh, like he asked him three times, he's like, hey, Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, oh, Jesus, you know, I love you. And then Jesus asks again, it's like, do you love me? And Peter's like, yeah, I love you. And then Jesus says, do you love me? And then Peter's like, you know I do. And it's like, it's a confusing passage because it's like, why are you asking three times? Yeah. But in ancient Greek, I learned there were two different loves. Jesus was asking Peter if he loved him unconditionally. Like, that's how we think about it. Peter was replying that he loved him like brotherly, yeah. that he wasn't ready to take that yeah. next step. So Jesus was challenging him like, hey, do you really love me? And yeah. then Peter starts feeling ashamed because he can't admit he doesn't love Jesus yeah. on that same level. And then the third time Jesus asks, he drops down to Peter's level and then Peter agrees with him. So, like, we lose a lot of that meaning, you know, from the Bible written yeah. Hebrew and Greek, but then even just nowadays because we have, I don't feel our, we have a lot of words, but for, like, some of that deeper stuff, I feel like it's shallow, which limits our thought. That, that, that just reminded me of, like, um, when Lamar Jackson was on his free agency and, like, some fan tweeted him and was, like, claiming him, like, something, praising him and all this stuff, and he just tweeted back, like, you don't love Lamar. <laughs> it just made me think of that, like, you love Lamar, but, like, you don't really, like, yeah. you're just saying that because you're a fucking yeah. Ravens fan or whatever. Like, it just made me think of that, like, yeah, there's only one word for love. That, that was kind of a goofy thing, but it just reminded me of that for sure. Yeah, but, it, yeah, like, what do we lose because we don't have these, this rich language to describe different feelings, emotions, oh, for sure. sensations, experiences we have? Yeah, and even, like, language, it obviously changes the stuff, too, but even, like, well, even when I was reading that um, that other book, what was it, the Jack London book, um, The Call of the Wild, it was only written in, like, whatever, the 1900s or something, early 1900s, yeah. like, and even the language they used, it was just so, like, just eloquent, and I was like, damn, like, that, that was such a descriptive, like, when you look up the word in it, obviously takes fucking nine words to describe one word, like, it's like, man, like, that was the perfect word to describe that, you know what I mean, yeah. like, and now language is so, like, limited, you know what I mean? Um, but a lot of our too, because our language is also based in it's like Greek, isn't it? Like our alphabet is a, it's based on the Greek alphabet. Is that true? I think so. And I think like democracy, that's a Greek idea. Like yeah. so much of like the America and USA is like based on like yeah, our democracy, especially Greek, Greek philosophers. Yeah. So. Uh, the founding fathers they were huge uh, students of I guess Greek philosophy, Greek democracy. Those ancient traditions that obviously they tried to establish our country off of that nobody cares about anymore. But the thing about, I guess, like, Greek culture, too, I guess even in, like, 300s, that was, like, Spartan, so that wasn't the same time at all. But, like... Yeah, at like, the same time, it was Greek. Oh, I guess so, yeah. My it was bad. different Greek culture. Okay. Um, would it just been, like, like, people were... Like, everyone was kind of, like, a warrior. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but also the warriors were, like, poets. I know there's a lot of, like... I guess they're finding out, like, a lot of homosexual activity, which is, like, whatever. But, um... But yeah, just like you, you know what I mean? Like you were also a philosopher. You were also yeah. a calligrapher. You were also like, who's the, who's the Japanese guy that won all those duels? He won like 70 Oh, Musashi? Duels. Musashi, but he was also like the greatest calligrapher. Like the yeah, greatest. Yeah, he's a poet. A poet. Yeah. Like just mastering so many different things that you would think like, you know what I mean? If you're, if you've killed however many people and then you're like also have like the prettiest handwriting in the world. <laughs> yeah, that was a, I think it was even Musashi and talking about that, definitely Japanese culture, when you were like a samurai warrior and you were constantly faced with death again. Mm -hmm. You know, they knew that was stressful, so you had to 
partake in the finer things in life, the prettier things in life mm-hmm. to counteract that. You know, nowadays, the masculinity, like, oh, I'm a big tough guy. I would never do that. But it's like, these were people who actually killed people for a living. And they're yeah. like, this is what you have to do to survive. Yeah, to, to live to, with yourself. And again, that's, go ahead. I was done. Oh, I was going to say that really just like, that's kind of the balance of it. You know what I mean? You yeah. like have so many, so much horror and stuff. You have to kind of like almost be gentle. And I guess I, I might have kind of mumbled it. Like the, just the idea of the warrior poet, that was Aubrey Marcus's kind of like t- Twitter and Instagram thing before he kind of started the new on it idea. But yeah, just like you're also, you're a warrior, you're a samurai, but you're also, you know what I mean? A poet, a calligrapher, yeah. just all these other things too. It's, and I guess that's kind of like, I guess where I'm trying to get to, I guess physically I need to like work out. I think that sometimes too. I almost like I don't regret not joining the military because I probably would have did it like during fucking Trump's thing. I was always worried about that with you, like because Trump was president when you were in the Air Force. But just like I've never had like a rite of passage into like manhood. You know what I mean? I've yeah. never gone to like boot camp. I've never had like some sort of thing that's like this is gonna be hard. It's gonna fucking suck, but it's, you're gonna be better from it. Like once you do it, it's almost you know what I mean. Just like I don't have any other word for it besides like rite of passage. Like how how do you yeah. know when you're a man? At a certain point, I've never had that. I know that is kind of like a generic thing to almost say. Like I wish I was in the military so I could be a tough guy, but just for an experience like that. You yeah, know just I mean? to be like I did something hard. You know, I did it. Just came out on the other side of it without it just being like something kind of whatever. And like a five I mean, K or something. I don't know. I'm I completely hating. agree. There's a. I think I maybe I mentioned it before. Um, it was in a book that I want to read. I listened to a podcast on it, but it was like overcoming the comfort crisis. And the guy talks about the idea of. Did almost, you send that in the book club? Is that the st- no? I don't okay. think I sent it. I want to read it though. Okay. okay. Um, but he talks about the idea of a masogi, which is it, again it's Japanese. Uh-huh. One of these ancient Japanese traditions, but. It's essentially like a rite of passage. You do it once a year. It's something really hard. You have basically a coin flip chance of actually succeeding. Uh-huh. It's 50-50. You don't know whether you're going to be able to do it or not. But just something hard to do and push yourself through. Like the guy, he goes on a month-long caribou hunt with just him and one other guy. Um, carrying on their backs. They have no phones, anything like that. Just hunting caribou up in a, yeah. the tundra of Alaska. Yeah, I, that, that'd be, yeah, I mean, I wish I kind of hunted more. It's almost hard to kind of get into anything raw. You kind of have to know somebody, I guess. I mean, you can always just kind of start, but yeah, it would be sweet to almost do something like that. Just like, just hey, it's just me or just me and you, something like that. You someone yeah. that you kind of trust that you're close with that you're just like, hey, we're going to go and get through this. Like, but yeah, I've never really had like an experience like that, like besides just like, I don't know, inner, inner turmoil. <laughs> stuff I mean, like that. It bothers me so much, but the moment you just sit there and you think about this stuff and what our lives consist of now and it's just the same thing in and out it's mm-hmm. like what even me going to school every day like hey i'm bettering myself but in the end like does it matter does it make a difference if something drastic were to happen tomorrow you know civilization collapsed what am i going to be able to do with myself to survive yeah you know it's like we all like to think the zombie apocalypse comes we're going to be the ones alive but the truth sure. is most of us are going to be dead yeah because we have no survival skills whatsoever sure. we have no practical anything that would matter in those situations like i don't really know how to garden i know the principles of it i don't know how to you know make tools i don't really know how to hunt don't really care for fishing that much it's like i don't even know cpr if you if you (laughs) if you started choking right now sorry dog dude (laughs) i was in the military but unless i was a medical person yeah like medical or i was one of the people who conducted like uh the physical training um, they didn't teach you that tests yeah like that, everything else was optional you didn't have to learn cbr it's like even the military nowadays it's so different from what you think of when 
Sparta, you know? Like, it meant something to be then. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that'd be... I guess that's the ideal life is almost kind of like... Would just be to build, like, a, essentially... I mean, the word... Com I think I said this in before, but, like, the word compound has such, like, a negative connotation. But essentially just, like, you have kind of, like, big plottage. It's, like, you build your own kind of community. Everyone kind of has what they need. You fucking grow potatoes someone else knits clothes like yeah i mean that's so just like far back in time but even now it kind of the only reason you have to work is because you have to buy things like yeah. if you don't subscribe to <clears throat> not necessarily like capitalism but you know what i mean like if you don't if i didn't have to pay rent like and drive a car to go to work essentially my i got a phone bill and yeah. then if i don't need a phone then what else do i realistically have to pay for like you know what i mean so if you were able to kind of live like that it just like, it would just change how, just how you live and even how you think, you know what I mean? You wouldn't have to worry about so much stuff you could think on things like that, like, who am I, where am I at, what do I need to be doing, like, yeah. or just tuning into other things without. Then that, uh, that goes back to like a big thing when we were talking about, in my philosophy class, and you know, talking about the first philosophers, and it's like, well, how did they come up with this? And my theory is, they had so much time, yeah. like. They're walking from one place to another. Like, you're trying to go to a different town. You're walking for days on end. Mm -hmm. Even down the road, it's going to take you a few hours. You have nothing else to do but just stop and look around. And you're like, hey, why is this happening? What is this? What yeah. is that? Nowadays, like, you're in a car. you got music blaring. You have to focus on what you're doing. The music's tuning everything else out. And you have to, like, that's how I feel about work, too, is, like, I have to be here and be doing this one thing at this time. Yeah. So then, like, during the, so then I can only think about this other shit from like nine you know what i mean yeah from like eight until 10 or whatever you know what i mean like because i gotta sleep but um what were you saying before that i was talking about just having time to just wonder about oh it. yeah just think about too how, how many of the best ideas are just like you and your buddies goofing off like yeah. some of the funniest shit or some of the best ideas is just like you and your you know what i mean like you guys just on a yeah. road trip or something just talking about stuff you're like damn that's a good idea i wonder how that how that exists but I guess one thing I think about too is like that I think therefore I am thinking it's almost weird because it's like does that does that would that then mean like I don't think therefore I am not because like what is consciousness essentially like if if like I guess this would be the 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 argument for like the universe being an organism would be like if we're made of just star stuff stardust mm -hmm. like all the elements that are found in space and we somehow have surmised consciousness whatever it is yeah you know what i mean like who's to say like fucking iron and helium or hydrogen and what all just nitrogen all the shit that's in your bodies i don't even know <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean look at me carbon all this stuff is just like found also in space and in everything that's in the universe is made of these things like how does how do how are we saying that's not conscious in yeah. its own way or consciousness can't be you know yeah created from that i think i mentioned that um before when you're talking about not on this podcast, but after the last one, we were just talking yeah, yeah. about the problem of evil. And I feel like a lot of it, because it was divided into moral philosophy of, you know, why men hurt each other. And then, like, natural evil of natural disasters and people dying of diseases like that. And it's like, to me, that's just a problem of perspective. Like, all that stuff happens to animals across the world. They it's probably don't think of it as yeah. evil. It just happens. It's nature. Yeah. And uh, one of the things with moral philosophy is people you know point to free will what well, god wants is that free will so we can inflict violence on each other and it's like okay well why does all this other stuff happen but if you think about it like that what if everything has free will everything has consciousness and god just allowing it to play out and everything's just doing what it wants all the time mm -hmm. and I, I like the idea that 
everything else is consciousness. I think we like to think we're special, um, but I don't necessarily think we are. Yeah, I agree, too. And especially, too, like... So I guess it comes from... So humans, I guess... Humans, like we say this not about animals, humans exist in three different realities or dimensions, I guess, at the same time. Like, we're physical beings, we're spiritual creatures, and we have intellect. And I guess we only assume that animals only live in the physical dimension. Like, they don't... You know what I mean? Like, they don't have other things and stuff, too. I guess that's dimensional. I think there's, what, fucking six or seven known dimensions... And humans exist in four of them. Time is the fourth dimension. Time is the third dimension. No, time is the fourth. Time is the fourth. We exist in the fourth dimension. Space is three, and then time. Space is yep, yep. Okay, that's what I thought. So there's, you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. even, just stuff like that too. Um, yeah, like we don't think animals have consciousness, but it's like, what if they exist in other dimensions too that we don't exist in? Yeah. Same with like dogs and their noses. I always think people always say, "Would you rather go deaf or blind?" I'd rather go blind, dude. I would too. I might rather go blind because like you can like it's so even with like my sense of smell I have like this weird sense of smell. I remember this one time I got in like my friend's car and I'm like oh did you just get some Burger King? They were like yeah eight hours ago you weirdo and I was just like I, I got like I guess the car example's bad but but yeah just with sound like if you hear shit that other people can't you know you know what the sound of yeah. a creak is you're like no it's a, it's just that that's what that is like. I think it too we just we rely so much on our eyesight. It's like, what are we missing out on? Because we we rely on just everything we see. I think that's even the largest part of our brains too. Mm-hmm. Is the you know the part that translates everything we see. And it's like, what would I experience if I got rid of that? Which I think is what comes back. Why those darkness retreats are so powerful? Because it takes your vision out of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You just kind of. Cause your brain, cause it, I mean, I feel like everyone's kind of had that where you're laying in bed at night, or even if you rub your eyes too hard, you start seeing shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess if you didn't see anything all the time, your brain would still be surmising other visual things. You know. Then too, I think it would allow you to feel more. I think so to feel more connected, because you think like when I see stuff, it's telling me I exist in this place at this time in this space. I know what's around me. So you get rid of the eyesight, and you. All of that goes away. As I was going to say, so um, Aaron was just on Pat McAfee's show yesterday, um, and he was he mentioned that too. He said, it, you're, you're always in the moment. He's like, because each step, if I don't focus on where I'm stepping, every step, mm. I'm going to fucking bang my shin. Yeah. Granted, it's you're hitting your stub and your toe, your, or whatever, but even with like you're filling your bath or you're eating your food, you're so, it's like that's the only thing you're kind of really getting to yeah. sense otherwise. So you're just so like every single bite is so you're so focused on it, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I feel like that would definitely kind of put you into it too. But yeah, even at night too, it's, sometimes at night, like you kind of get a little bit of light in here. I'll even just kind of close my eyes because I know, I know where I'm going. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. have to even see it, you know? But that definitely would make you feel more connected, like just paying attention to what you're doing or feeling. And I feel like Wim Hof, do you ever, have you ever gotten like Wim Hof stuff? His no. breathing stuff? Do you know who he is? The, yeah. The Iceman? He, he said, and this kind of stuck with me too, one time he said, like, to feel is to understand. And I, he probably meant it, like, emotionally, but even, you know what I mean, just to feel it. It's like, until you feel something, you don't understand it. He does, like, he takes people up on, like, Mount Kilimanjaro, and I think it's, like, a week or something. I think that's in Africa, I'm not sure. But he'll, um, he takes just, like, a group of whatever people, and they'll literally hike up, climb Mount Kilimanjaro in just, like, board shorts. No shirt, no shoes, nothing. <laughs> just backpacks, maybe. And they just hike up, and I think you kind of go and do the breathing and stuff, and then you climb the mountain and then climb back down. But I'm like, 
I'm trying to get in some cold plunge or cold shower, so I'm not plunging in anything, but I guess even something like that too. That's really cool. Yeah, I guess that kind of goes into the rite of passage, just kind of going and doing something challenging and yeah. overcoming it and something like that. We Did, don't have anything to challenge us nowadays. Yeah, everything's just kind of easy. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I love sitting down and chatting um, with my brother. We've always had weird conversation and kind of um, dove deep into stuff. I know in that podcast I did mention stuff we talked about when I was like, you know, in middle school or maybe even elementary school and stuff. Um, he's always been super smart. I've kind of always been like an idea guy, but it doesn't necessarily, um, you know, practical in this reality. I feel like some of my best friends are friends that kind of, you know, anchor me down to, to um, you know, this dimension in in, in escape room earth um but he's super applied as well he was a staff sergeant i do believe in the air force um so he like i said he's definitely applied which is something i super um you know respect in people but he again that blog post that he runs is uh yanyk.substack.com he just um and click subscribe on that too you'll get some emails when he sends those out it's not necessarily consistent he has been posting a lot of those haikus um and again another blog post he posted within the past week i do believe so he won't necessarily blow your emails up but again if you liked some of his thoughts today and just just some of the stuff he posts some poetry he does writing as well um be sure to check that out anything related to this podcast or episode um for um the last episode with peyton as well you can send anything to the email good vibes in ohio at gmail and then or on instagram dm comment whatever follow um good vibes in ohio just all one word and then um just some things that were talked about on this podcast that i kind of wanted just to um mention post just if you guys wanted to check some of that stuff out that you know like i said that was mentioned that you might find intriguing or uh was just related to this podcast um if you guys have the time so again episode number um four that was the three-day meditation retreat with dylan if you guys haven't checked that out yet um please do that's a good episode um he just shares his experience doing that um it was touched on on this episode some topics some thoughts um so if you you know again just want to check that out um just to get some um just expanse on on that experience also mentioned was um that show on netflix called abstract the art of design i think dylan just mentioned um the first episode um i think i watched it previously with the episode number three i started watching number episode uh, the first episode, the one he mentioned, but I was eating and I started watching it and I was like, this is too much right now. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. I was like, definitely kind of want to um, take some take some vitamins before I watch that. But um, Kurt Metzger did um, on YouTube, there's a show called This Is Not Happening. So he did like a, I don't know, 15 to 20 minute comedy sketch about a story called Jehovah's Witness Drama. So again, I, I mean, I would, me and Dylan, both all of us were raised as Jehovah's Witness. Um still you know that that's kind of my i guess religious background um but he was as well so it's kind of funny just to hear people talk about just kind of stories within that but it's not necessarily all related to Jehovah's witness but it, it all kind of circles back around if you guys want to check that out and then i don't mean to keep pushing aaron Rodgers and stuff but like i said he's kind of been in the news someone that dylan kind of has been reading stuff on i am as well i have some friends that kind of keep up with him and then also so the show he's on is Pat McAfee show. That's a show that I've been following since like 2017. I can't even remember. Um, so he was on the Pat McAfee show on Valentine's day this year. So February 14th of this year. So, um, if you guys want to give that a listen where he talks about that darkness retreat that he was in, um, and just that experience that Dylan had mentioned in, 
we talked about a little bit in this one but also in that number episode four but i appreciate you guys listening and like i said uh follow that instagram good vibes in ohio send any questions comments concerns to that um email good vibes in ohio at gmail don't forget to check more dylan out on that uh blog y-a-n-y-k dot substack dot com